It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. It's Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. Thanks for joining us. We have a really great show lined up today, Brian. We have Rob Young with Oasis Senior Advisors and Michelle Green with Caring Transitions. But first, let's have some Real Talk. Brian, why don't you share with me the question that has spurned today's Real Talk? Yeah, I had a uh, question come in from a uh, um, client in uh, Sammamish that asked about buying foreclosures or short sales just because inventory is fairly tight still and uh, wanting to save some money. I think the, the big uh, problem is um, there really aren't very many, if any, short sales I'm seeing right now um, pretty much anywhere on the east side. Uh, it's just the uh, strong market that we're in. And foreclosures, you really got to break that down into two levels, one being uh, properties that are pre-foreclosure, so going to the foreclosure auction to acquire them, and the second one being post-foreclosure, which means uh, the bank has acquired it. That's yeah, also- so, so to break it down for our listeners out there, the whole idea here is trying to find a way to find value in a market that is going up month, after, month, month over, over month, month, year after year. And a lot of times the idea is, well, I will find a property that's in distress and that, that will give me a real deal. So um, I- investing is good and there are opportunities. Right. We'll discuss that. But what we have found is there first needs to be some classification. So, Brian, right. by the definition, what is a foreclosure? Foreclosure is a uh, an owner who's going into default. They haven't been able to make their payment. So the bank has initiated a legal procedure to reacquire the home. Now, the actual action of foreclosure is a specific time and date. What right. you're talking about is somebody missed a payment. Miss, missed multiple payments. The multiple. banks don't, you know, they, uh, they typically work with a borrower to try to... Uh, reconcile the problem. But once a person's in default and not making payments, it'll go to a foreclosure, which is conducted at an auction, a public auction. Um, here, in, uh, they're conducted in Bellevue at the, I do what parking garage is that I've got it. Um, it's somewhere it's right, here in Eastgate. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what that is, is it's sold at public au- auction for cash to the highest bidder. Okay, so so let me just say that, that, that right now you can go to uh, a website, right. Rhymes with Illo, um, and you can actually search for uh, for foreclosed properties. You can yeah, filter by that. What are people seeing there when they do that search? They're going to see the notice of trustee sale, which is the foreclosure procedure. They'll see what the um, um, balance owing is, what the arrears are, and total monies required to uh, pay off the foreclosure. Now, the owner has an option to do that. To, right. It's called it's curing the foreclosure. Right. Um, typically, they don't. Once it's that far, it's it's less common um, to do that. Uh, but you can see um, right before the auction, you'll see the auction date and place and time, and um, the opening bid. Right. So, essentially, what what you're seeing if you're searching on any foreclosure website, you're seeing the notice of trustee sales. Right. Because the actual foreclosure is the day of sale on the steps of the courthouse Correct. or in a parking garage in Factoria. So that's, I just want to be clear, we can actually help people with that, right? Right, right. Yeah. And one of the things we can do is arrange for the cash. And, you know, it's interesting. It's not like there's uh, people there with suitcases full of uh, right. U.S. currency. 
what people do is bring certified checks from a recognized financial institution, cashier's checks, cashier's. and basically make change with those. They'll have you know a couple of uh, $100,000 checks, some 50s, some wow. 20s, some 5s, and some 10s, and they'll make change with the uh, auctioneer to complete the sale. And yeah. it's done same day. And I could say right now, given our current environment, environment because uh, foreclosures are back to normal levels, right? We're not seeing right. a, a record level of foreclosures. Because of that, uh, the folks that are actually bidding on these foreclosed properties, they're pros. They're, right. They've been doing it for a while. They're actively looking for the deals. And they're not going to pay retail. So essentially, uh, somebody could get a good deal, but it's, it's fewer and far between. Like the real halcyon days of buying a foreclosure was 2010, right. 2011. Right. And I recognize that you're competing with pros, uh, both uh, people buying for their own account and uh, with institutional investors. You know, institutional investors are large mm-hmm. um, companies and funds that are buying up these homes typically to hold as rentals. That's the reason to uh, call Dan or myself is we have the ability to uh, compete with the pros. Yeah, definitely. So now, real quick, let's shift gears into into the short sale and bank-owned property. So Brian sure. mentioned at the at the top of this conversation that the short sale property, uh, they're a little different. They're still owned by the seller. And then a uh, bank-owned property has actually been bought back or uh, keys in exchange for moving out. Yeah, cash for keys. Cash for keys. And the bank now has taken them on board. So the quickest one to purchase would be the bank-owned, right? Sure. The bank-owned, sometimes you'll hear the term um, cash for keys. What happens is a person's in foreclosure. They'll negotiate what's called a deed in lieu of foreclosure. They will deed the property back to the bank, and uh, the bank saves some money not having to go through foreclosure. The owner walks away, um, um, usually a little bit of money in their pocket for a rental deposit. It's a, it's a benefit to the consumer, and it's a benefit to the bank. But once those properties are acquired by the bank, they uh, um, are assigned to an asset manager who lists it with a local broker, and those you'll see on on the multiple listing service. Yeah. And then lastly, short sales, which is a uh, non sequitur. They're not really short sales. They're long sales. But yeah. lately, I mean, actually, since-, <laughs> since There's uh, nothing short about a short nothing, sale. But except that recently they've gotten more efficient with right. the process. But, right. but the whole deal there is you get an offer accepted. That offer then has to be approved by the bank that's right. lend the money. So there's usually a second round of negotiations, yeah. 30, maybe 60, maybe even 90 days after you've agreed to terms. So let's just, uh, uh, for edification for our listeners, a short sale is a sale where the sales price is less- than the mortgage balance now owing. Do, yeah. So what the bank has to approve is the uh, willingness to accept a payoff that's less than the total amount that they're owed. So they accept a short payoff, hence a short sale. Right. So now on our website, www.theeastsiderealestateteam.com, if you go to advanced search, you can actually search all the short sales and right. all the bank-owned properties that are available for purchase. Brian and I would be happy to also connect you up with anybody that's considering um, getting into that foreclosure auction purchase. Right. And then uh, lastly, there's a tiny little niche right now, and that's the wholesale deals. That's where we actually run across as we're out there doing market analysis and um, talking with sellers that maybe aren't quite ready to sell or right. are just willing to take cash and then walk away, leave all their possessions. They, they just, they're done. Right. And those are what we call wholesale deals. So if you're interested in that, you can just email us at radio at the eastsiderealestateteam.com. So next up is our mortgage moment. We've got Michael Burdick with Loan Depot. He's going to be talking to us about what's going on in the mortgage, mortgage world for the week. So uh, thanks for listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. We'll be back right after the break. 
Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 200-4093 or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue Are you or someone you know considering relocating and downsizing in the process? Is the prospect of sorting through a lifetime's worth of belongings just too overwhelming to contemplate? Michelle Green with Caring Transitions has helped families just like yours get through the process with as little stress as possible Caring Transitions has been helping people downsize and relocate all over the country for almost 10 years. Call Michelle Green with Caring Transitions of Issaquah and Bellevue to start learning more about the help that's available to you for downsizing and relocating at 425-505-0968. There's no cost or obligation to start getting more information on how to make your move easy on you. Just call them again at 425-505-0968. They look forward to speaking with you. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Brian. So next up, we have our uh, local mortgage specialist, Michael Burdick with Loan Depot. Michael, are you there? I am here. Hi, guys. Hey, hey Michael. Hey, so tell us what's going on in the mortgage world. Well, you know, interest rates are still holding near over one year lows so nice really you know that's a it being buying season in the spring uh you know inventory is taken up it's just an excellent time to get out there and take advantage of these rates hey and michael then, do you guys have yeah. stats on uh purchase applications versus refi applications um they're out there i could i don't have them off the top of my head but absolutely refinances have definitely picked up just because of you know the the rates right now, and anybody that's locked a loan over the last year, rates are, are probably better. So if you're over four and a half, you should definitely be reaching out to you know the loan, the lender that closed you, or or a local lender to just review and make sure you know double check to see if it would make sense to refinance. Cool. Hey, uh, do you share with our listeners what the benefits are of putting twenty percent or more down, and what kind of programs that opens up uh, for the borrower? Yeah, you know, I mean, every everybody has their finances different, whether they're, you know, they've saved every penny they have to come up with a small down payment, um, or if they have their finances in, in stocks or other or bonds or, or things like that. So when you sit down with your lender, you can determine, you know, what your goals are. Are your goals to keep your, your finances invested other places, um, or are you are you looking to put as much down to get a payment that you're comfortable with? You know, I have a lot of clients that when they apply with me, their ultimate goal is to, to not have their payment jump too much higher than what they're paying currently. So we really work together to figure out hmm. how to make it work for them. And the more you put down, ultimately, the, the lower payment you're going to have typically. Um, 
If you do put 20% down or more, it gets rid of private mortgage insurance. Um, and then, you know, if you put the minimum of 3%, you're going to have higher PMI. But there's lots of factors that play into what that, that mortgage insurance is going to be. So yeah. that's so, when you really got to sit down and, and look at your individual finances and, and see what makes sense for you. So do you have programs that um, are alternatives to PMI that are less than 20% down? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, and, and again, that's going to require kind of an, uh, an application to see what those programs are going to be because, um, you know, if, for instance, you put 5% down versus 15% down, your PMI mm-hmm. would be higher right. um, on the 5%. But we have ways to, you know, finance PMI in into the loan to get rid of the monthly or pay a lump sum up front to get rid of PMI. So there's, again, lots of options that we can play with and Everyone's different. Sometimes it makes sense. Other times it, it doesn't. Uh, so, Michael, back in the day, yeah. people used to do an 80% first and a 20% second or a 15% well, 80, second. 10, 10, 80, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. yeah. So they put 10% down. Got a, is, are those days over with? We, we do have some 80, 10, 10 products. Um, the 80, 20, you, you, when you, as you first started to mention, I, <laughs> I've never seen those and I've been oh. doing this for 10 years. So that was, like, I was oh, just kidding. <laughs> The uh, the eighty ten tens though are, uh, you know, they're around, um, and depending on the person's situation, uh, you know, it, it may make more sense to pay PMI or go that route. Uh, hmm. One of the benefits that people always did them was that those second mortgages were tax deductible. Now they're not, so oh. it's kind of the same as paying PMI. Um, but it, it is an option out there that we we use. Okay, so if somebody sees something today that they like, a home that they like, how long is it going to take to get a, an actual pre-approval that a seller would require in order to get a contract accepted with you? So, again, it depends on the client. If you're straightforward, uh, you know, good credit, stable income, W-2, I can turn it around very quickly. Um, if you own other properties, have... Uh, other, you know, mortgages, maybe you own a business, then it might take, you know, a, a little bit more time to gather paperwork. But if if somebody completes my online application and they work for one of the larger companies where we can verify income digitally, uh, we can verify their assets, I can get them pre-approved, typically same day. Uh, we never want to tell people to do that. We always want to say, you know, take your time, don't. I- I heard you hedging that, saying very quickly. Yeah, I heard you saying that. Hey, now, (laughs) Memorial Day weekend is this weekend. What do you suggest that somebody's brand new to the Northwest, because I know you've you've lived here all your life, go do this weekend? You got like 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Okay. Um, I mean, I always recommend heading east, although a lot of people are going to be doing it, but Going east to eastern Washington, the temperature difference is 20 degrees, and it's like you're in a different state. That's why I love mm-hmm. it here. You can head west to the ocean, or you can head east to the desert. And uh, So I'd recommend either going east or west. <laughs> Get out of town. There you go. Well, hey, Michael, thank you. Really appreciate uh, your commentary and having you on the show. Hey, stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break.
Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you worried about an aging loved one who is isolated in their home? Or maybe they've just had a fall and they're not safe in their house. If you're searching for a safe place for them to live, you've probably been overwhelmed with all the choices. There are more than 150 assisted living and memory care communities licensed in King County and over 1,000 adult family homes. Oasis Senior Advisors has helped thousands of families across the county navigate this difficult time. And we have the compassion and understanding in getting to know your loved one and what they need. To learn more, check us out at OasisSeniorAdvisors.com. That's all one word, OasisSeniorAdvisors.com. Or call us at 425-526-7111. That's 425-526-7111. Oasis Senior Advisors, because the right place means everything. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our first guest joins us from Oasis Senior Advisors. Rob was called to to serve aging seniors and their families through the stressful journey when they are searching for new housing. Some seniors need just a little assistance in order to remain independent, and others need 24-hour care. Oasis Senior Advisors walks with seniors and their families through this journey with their free service that helps them find the right independent living, assisted living, adult family home, or memory care setting. Oasis is a national company that is locally owned and operated. Rob maintains certification with the Society of Certified Senior Advisors so that his clients know that he has had the independent training, testing, and business practice to serve seniors and vulnerable adults in 2018. In 2018, his peers elected him to serve as an executive officer of their industry association that offers continuing education and ethics training to all referral agencies in Washington to elevate the service that his industry provides to seniors and their families. As we get started, Rob, please tell us uh, about your outside hobbies uh, uh, and interests. Well, hi, good to be here today. Uh, My hobbies really are family-centered. I enjoy spending time with my family, hiking in particular, anything in the outdoors. Um, that, that's really your family, man. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how hobbies tend to shift and, and it's at the same time, that's kind of where our heart is, right? Enjoying the time with the family. Exactly. So because this is a show about real estate, we often like to talk a little bit more personal about home stories. So, uh, tell me about a time or a memory from growing up in the house that you grew up in. Well, we didn't have a house that I grew up in. My family was really good to real estate agents because <laughs> I went to six different grade schools. Wow. Grade and school. <laughs> every year? You guys move every year? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, anything to stay ahead of the bill collectors is uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> was the joke. 
<laughs> but um, no, really had a lot of fun memories. And and what it what I learned as a kid growing up was that home is where you make it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. not a it's not the structure, and it's where you make it. And that guides me today uh, as I'm working with seniors too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, can you describe what your company does for us? Well, at the center, we're a matchmaker. So if you think about Match.com, that's kind of what we are. We're trying to find the best fit for an individual. and um, But we focus on senior living and not on romantic relationships. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you swipe, people yeah. swipe left or right here? Is that, yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what's different is we don't offer people – we don't show them all the options and make them swipe left or right. We decide to get to know them first, and then we show them the few options that really are best for them, mm-hmm. and we'll walk them through that. So a, a lot of times in this, when we're talking about um, helping seniors transition, the, the word adult family home comes up. So what, what is that? What is... Well, an adult family home is licensed by the state of Washington to house and care for up to six residents. These are usually res- regular houses in a neighborhood uh, where the house has been converted to use you know, to use as an adult family home. Sometimes you'll find houses that were built solely for the purpose of being an adult family home. They'll usually have wider hallways. They may have more private baths or other amenities, uh, but they also tend to uh, be higher end homes, and you know, of course, they cost a little more. Uh, Within that home, a resident will have their bedroom, and they can freely go to the living room or the family room or the kitchen or even outside. Some adult family homes have a house doctor that visits regularly. (laughs) An adult family home will usually have two caregivers for those six residents, so it's a much higher care ratio than you'd see in one of the assisted living communities. Uh, And they can also personalize things a lot more. So instead of having a menu where you choose what you want to eat, they ask you, what would you like for dinner? Oh, cool. Mm. And you'll be getting your favorite meals. Um, a lot of people who aren't familiar with adult family homes worry about oversight. And even though there are more than 1,000 adult family homes licensed in King County alone, each mm. home gets a surprise inspection <clears throat> by the Department of Social and Health Services. They call it a survey, and when you visit a home, you can ask to see their survey. Um, and there's a, whenever we work with a client, we search through those surveys, find reports in the state's database on each adult family home or community, and we share that with the family. So then mm. you're saying that you can help place people in an adult family home, assisted living, senior care, et cetera, et cetera, all of the above. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And, you know, just before coming into the studio today, I visited an adult family home to visit a client that I had helped move in there. And he is so happy with the care that he's getting. He said the food is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so attentive. He said he wished he had done it years ago. He's in his mid-90s. Oh, awesome. But a very happy guy. Wow. So I've seen Joan London pitching a service like this on TV. Uh, do you do the same thing or something like that? Well, the ads you see on TV are usually from an online referral agency, and, and they may think that they're in the same business as Oasis, but I don't think they are. Huh. I've had clients who have used an online agency in the past, and they tell me that there is no comparison. Hmm. In fact, my most glowing reviews are from people who had used online services in the past. 
Um, our mission really is to walk with seniors and their families through a difficult time in their lives, and that's reflected in the personalized and compassionate service that our clients enjoy. Now, is this a free service? It is a free service to the seniors and their families. Hmm. You know, we are we are in business. We do need to make money. Yeah, the what's way the, the catch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the way we do it is through the financial contributions of the senior living communities and adult family homes. So many of them pay us a finder's fee when you move in. Um, and since this radio show is, is about real estate, mm-hmm. I think the metaphor would be we're kind of like a buyer's agent in real estate. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. So why should any of our uh, listeners or their friends and family get professional help with this process? Well, that's a great question. You know, when somebody is searching for assisted living, independent living or adult family homes, it's usually the first time they've ever done it. And you want to get the help of an expert who has done this before. Somebody who knows the questions to ask, somebody who can cut through the confusing array of options that are out there uh, to help you focus on the small group of places that really are good options for your needs. And if you want to use some someone other than Oasis, I suggest you use only those agencies that are members in good standing of our industry associ- association. Uh, it's called the Association of Senior Referral Professionals now in how, Washington. How long has that been around? Gosh, it's been around for about 10 years as 10 an years. organization. Yep. And is there something you have to do to get certified by that? or? <clears throat> well, it's, it's peer-reviewed. So uh, we you know, I'm on the board, so I see applications. We don't accept every application. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. So simply showing up with a check isn't enough. Um, you are subject to peer review. They're looking at things like, do you carry insurance that's required by state law? Uh, do you have the right disclosure forms to share with your clients, again, that are required by state law? Now, are you created, creating an actual agency relationship here, or is that do they sign a contract to work with you, or is it kind of one of those implied contracts? So what they have to sign is that d- there's a state-mandated disclosure of services, mm-hmm. and so they have to sign that really to work with us. We also ask for a signature that authorizes us to talk about their particular situation with communities that would be a good fit for them. So that's another reason, right? Because there's confidentiality, right? So they're telling you, sitting down during that discovery time, what their needs are. And um, when they go directly to these places, there's not a level of confidentiality that comes with using a second party like yourself. Um, I, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. So the, the adult family homes, the communities, generally they are governed by the Washington State health care information laws. Um, so they're going to be protecting your, your privacy. Okay. Um, one thing that Oasis has, our, our infrastructure, Oasis IQ, is HIPAA compliant. And we are very close to being HIPAA compliant um, in all of our other business procedures. HIPAA is a, is a step above Washington State's um, Healthcare information law. Okay. So uh, can I use the internet to help with this search? Well, you, you can. I strongly caution people to stay off the internet when searching for senior living. There are some scams out there that are intended to deceive internet users. Hmm. For instance, you might be redirected to a website that looks like the official website for a community, but you're really getting caught, in, caught up in a marketing lead aggregator's website. I call this kind of a false flag. Mm-hmm. And some websites have a button that says, click here for pricing or click here to talk with a trusted local advisor. 
But there's a footnote on the page that says, by clicking above, you've agreed to our terms of service. And most people don't read those terms of service. I and read them all, every, every page. I'll bet you do, <laughs> especially the ones where you find you might have waived your rights or maybe you've authorized a credit check. Uh, oh, wow. That said, an ethical full-service full agency like Oasis will still use technology to be more efficient and convenient. Our IQ system uh, will efficiently match people with the best places for them. What is this IQ system? So it's our, it's our IT infrastructure, and it lets us uh, communicate with our clients. It lets us show them the few places that are a perfect match for them in a way that they can compare them side by side. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it it's, really helps. It's their ability to search, but it's in a protected ecosystem, so to speak, or where they're not clicking randomly and then agreeing to random terms of service. You input the information. You provide the, the properties Am I saying that right? Properties, the, the assisted living properties. And then they can compare the in contrast just like they would with a house. Right. And they can look at pictures um, you know, that, that people on our staff have taken or that were taken by the staff of the home. So what's the best assisted living in the community? Well, I get asked that a lot. And I'll just say that each community is going to have a focus for itself. So they're not going to try to be all things to all people. So maybe one community's focus is dementia care with very light needs for personal care needs. Maybe it's for the cognitively active residents who need socialization and activities with maybe no assistance uh, with, in, with their care needs. And so, you know, some places are more elegant than others. Um, others are very basic and with a homey, comfortable feeling. So the best community, Dan, is the one that's right for you. Yeah. And that's why I want to get to know you before I start telling you what are the right communities for you. Yeah, that's great. Do you have a way of arranging a tour or uh, an uh, introduction to the like to see a community? Absolutely. What, what a full-service agency like Oasis will do is we will make the tour arrangements for you. Hmm. And we'll even accompany you on those tours. Oh, wow. So do, do I limit my choices by working with a referral agency? Well, you do a little bit, and I like to think of the real estate analogy. So let's say you're a buyer thinking about working with a real estate agent. Might there be some FISBOs that you might not learn about? Oh, sure. But you can be confident that you're going to have access to most of the houses for sale in the area. Mm. And back to senior living, there are, are there some communities that won't work with agent-represented clients? Yeah, there's a few. Um, but there are also some options that I won't refer my own clients to because I've gotten to know them and I just won't refer there. Hmm. And, um, and I have to protect my <clears throat> reputation. Sure. So by working with Oasis, you will still have access to most of the options in King County. All right. So uh, mom and dad are getting forgetful. Do they need memory care? Well, memory care is actually a more expensive option than, compar than comparable assisted living. So I generally try to steer people to assisted living rather than memory care if they will be safe there. Hmm. So many of the residents in assisted living are dealing with some kind of memory loss. Um, studies are showing it's around 50%. Hmm. Wow. And memory care is an even more supportive <laughs> living environment, especially designed for people who are having Alzheimer's or other types of dementia and things that can point to memory care would include exit-seeking or wandering, eloping, unexplained injuries, or even social isolation. Hmm. 
So sometimes caregivers who haven't been trained in dementia care might inadvertently uh, provoke an angry response from a resident mm, yeah. uh, dealing with dementia. So you just get better care uh, for dementia in a memory care environment. Hmm. So how long does your process take? Um, how far in advance should we be talking? Well, we can work. It really depends on how urgent your needs are and how particular you are. I worked with a client last spring who made a decision at that time. They fell in love with a particular community and even a particular apartment there, and they put down a deposit. And here we are a year later, and they're still waiting. Oh, wow. So uh, fortunately, they've remained in good health, and they aren't compelled to move more quickly. Uh, That said, we can support people who are in a crisis and have just a day or two to move. Um, Ideally, I'd like to allow two to six weeks for our full process from the initial contact until move-in. Awesome. Wow, great information. How do our listeners get a hold of you? Well, there's a couple of ways. You can contact us on the internet at oasisseniouradvisors.com. So that's all one word, oasisseniouradvisors.com. Or you can call us on the phone at 425-526-7111. Rob, thanks so much for joining us. Stay tuned for our next guest, uh, who also helps seniors. After the break, we'll be talking to Michelle Green with Caring Transitions at Visquan Bellevue. We'll be right back. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar, if you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 425- 200-4093 or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue Are you worried about an aging loved one who was isolated in their home? Or maybe they've just had a fall and they're not safe in their house. If you're searching for a safe place for them to live, you've probably been overwhelmed with all the choices. There are more than 150 assisted living and memory care communities licensed in King County and over 1,000 adult family homes. Oasis Senior Advisors has helped thousands of families across the county navigate this difficult time. And we have the compassion and understanding in getting to know your loved one and what they need. To learn more, check us out at OasisSeniorAdvisors.com. That's all one word, OasisSeniorAdvisors.com. Or call us at 425-526-7111. That's 425-526-7111. Oasis Senior Advisors, because the right place means everything. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW, sponsored by the Eastside Real Estate Team. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our next guest is Michelle Green with Caring Transitions of Issaquah Bellevue. Michelle Green has always loved, always loved to help people declutter and streamline their belongings, not to mention her love for an organized and efficient home. Then, when she helped her parents downsize and relocate, she realized it was work she would love to do for a living. 
Now she's making that dream come true with her business, Caring Transitions of Issaquah and Bellevue. Caring Transitions is America's largest resource for managing senior relocations as well as downsizing and estate liquidations. In addition to organizing, packing, decluttering, moving, and resettling, I'm getting overwhelmed talking about this because I was <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, packing, decluttering. Oh, no, Caring Transitions <laughs> can handle estate sales and online liquidations. Caring Transitions of Issaquah and Bellevue serves Issaquah, Bellevue, Sammamish, Preston, North Bend, and the surrounding communities. Please welcome to the show, Michelle Green. Thank you. Michelle, tell us a bit about yourself, what you do when you're not helping someone with their transition. Well, a lot of what I do with myself actually has to do with organizing my own home because I really do enjoy this. But this time of year, it's mostly gardening. Um, lucky to have a, a nice yard in Issaquah with some trees and uh, lots of birds this time of year. Brian's so. a gardener. Oh, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yep. yep. So can't love being out there, can't keep up with it, but... When I can, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, right, that's great. Didn't you have Brian uh, some pruners over this we weekend? Did. We had an event. We hosted an event uh, last Sunday for Sammamish gardeners oh, on yeah. pruning. When arborists come in and uh, went through some of our fruit trees, and I learned a ton. Yeah, and uh, it's just really fun, not just the gardening itself, but connecting with other people in the community. Yeah, you should see my roses. They're horrible. (laughs) Anyways, so this is a show about real estate. And Michelle, I want to hear your story about the home that you grew up in. All right. I hope I can describe this well so people can visualize it. Um, I grew up back east. I grew up in a 1920s craftsman house. Mm. And above the staircase, there was a dormer and a little landing. And as a little kid, (coughs) my parents let me put a ladder up and that was my little play area Book nook there. And yeah, play area. Nice. that was awesome. So I miss that. Yeah. So was it a real craftsman or a craftsman style? I believe it was a real craftsman. Wow. I could and not you know find what, the designer label anywhere, but wow. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, you know what that is, a real craftsman? It was a kit home From, sold by Sears and Roebuck. Yep. yep. What? Yes, yeah. Yep. yeah. Wow, thanks for sharing. You bought some, the whole no, that kit and caboodle yep. and uh, put it together. <laughs> yep. So uh, your introduction references a list of services that you offer. Can you go into a bit more detail on that? I can. Um, So Caring Transitions is a a nationwide business, and I'm a local owner here, um, and we do cover a a vast uh, list of things that we can help people with. What I like to try and distill it down to is the idea of caregivers for the belongings. So helping people, all these things in a home, many of our clients have been in their homes for 40, 50 years, and now they're contemplating moving. So where do they start what happens with all these things inside the house? People think about, well, I'm going to, to move things. I have to decide what I'm going to take with me. But there are many other things that have to go on as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, things going to family members, things going to, um, we, for instance, take things sometimes to the uh, Nordic Heritage Museum over in oh, Ballard to see if they'll... Interesting. Yeah. So there's just a wide array of, of places that things might be destined to other than the new apartment that Rob just found them. Um, <laughs> and uh, we also talk with people about just making more space. So one of the simplest things we do is someone's gotten older and had a, a health issue and come home perhaps with a wheelchair or a walker. And we can go in and our minimum is four hours and we'll just go spend four hours clearing some space and making sure somebody can navigate that house now. And that that enables mm. them to stay there a bit longer. So, Well, and it's nice to go bit by bit, right? Yes. Because it is definitely something that if you lived in a home 30, 40, 50 years, yes. how overwhelming that could be. You, yeah. you just go a little at a time. Yeah. What would you say is the company's mission? <clears throat> um, our, our mission is to help people right size, downsize, and live comfortably. And safely. So. Awesome. 
So uh, how do people figure out what to do with their stuff when they're getting ready to downsize for a move? Well, this is this is one of the big things that we do. Um, and one of the things that I think holds people up is just getting started in thinking about the categories and the buckets and how you're going to make these decisions. Mm. Um, when a lot of clients, when we get brought in, they have been actually working on this for years. They know they're going to downsize. They know mm. they're going to move to a smaller place. Yeah. So they started five years ago. And then they went and they touched these various things five or ten times. They may have offered them to their children, and their children actually have a full house already. So they were uh, set back on that and and now are starting over again, trying to figure out the best new home for these things. Um, And so uh, what we do is go in and work with people to sort of understand what their individual categories are for where things are going to go what their comfort level is for what they want to have in their new space. Do they want mm-hmm. it to be relatively simple, make it life much easier, much fewer things to clean? Or do they want to keep the feeling from their home and really fill it up with mm. all these memories and everything else? And so we, we really work with people uh, in terms of breaking the problem down into smaller and smaller bites. And let's address that and move on to the next thing and just helping them make it a manageable process. Hmm. Um, Many of my clients, really, they have not moved for many years. Maybe the last move was 40 years ago, like Hmm. I said earlier. Um, So it's a a steep learning curve that we're asked to do at this point in our Hmm. lives. So I think you largely answered the next question I was thinking of, which is why people just don't handle it themselves. I'm surprised their families just don't jump in and get it all done. Yeah, that that's a big, tough thing. So um, I usually sit down in an initial meeting with a prospective client or a new client. Last time you moved, tell me about how that move went. And there's usually uh, a pizza involved and a rental truck and somebody's <laughs> pickup truck, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so people have a sort of image of that, maybe a little bit more mature. But you've got your kids. They've got vehicles. You can get a U-Haul. When you start scheduling your children, your adult children, you find out that their children are, you know, in busy. busy. Yeah. They are taking their kids to sports. Yeah. They have a lot of other things. They have sciatica. Um, there are a whole lot of different pieces to it. So um, it, it also, it, my clients often quickly find themselves feeling very guilty about pulling their family oh, wow. and, and taking their time yeah. away from the grandkids and their kids. Um, yeah, it's like a lose-lose, right? They're thinking, yeah. man, I don't want to ask them. I know they're busy. Yeah. And, yep. and so they, they're stuck in this, this cycle of stuff. Yep, very which, much. And, and they, they kind of don't know what to do. Par- right. Paralysis by analysis. Yes. So if not their family, why not just get a moving company? They, they can handle the packing and unpacking, right? And they certainly can. Moving companies can do a great job. If you're doing a local move, you can hire a local company from, you know, your little, your town, your suburb, uh, and they can do a good job. What What we differentiate with here is the movers come in and you point them to a room and they will pack everything. Mm -hmm. They will pack Mm -hmm. the partially used sliver of soap in the bathroom. (laughs) They will will pack everything and they will get it to your new place and they will unpack it. They're also very quick. Uh, My team is trained to work with people who haven't moved in a long time and maybe need somebody to take a moment and say, are you sure you want us to pack this? So process question, is it holding it up and asking if it sparks joy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we are we are hearing a lot about yeah. about that. No, you mentioned buckets, and so is that yeah. um, part of the process? Is just what bucket it goes in? Is that absolutely? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Are, are, are they general 
like standard buckets, right? Like, okay, this is this goes to see if uh, if any of the family wants. This one goes to the new place. This one gets donated. I mean, how many more buckets could you have? <laughs> so many buckets. <laughs> um, so, so like I said, there are specific uh, charities or organizations uh-huh. that a lot of our clients want things to go to. Mm-hmm. Our community out here uh, is a um, in the Northwest. We have a lot of connections all over the country. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we're shipping things to family members um, outside. And so there's there's a coordination there. Um, so yeah. And you guys coordinate that, like to ship Absolutely. out to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So you can send a box of stuff to Aunt Susie back, back east. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whether she so, wants it or not. <laughs> Whether she wants it or not. There you go. Surprises. Well, you know, it's interesting. We were chatting earlier. I have clients who are um, downsizing, moving to retirement living. Mm-hmm who are really deeply distressed that the kids don't want their treasure. Yeah. And that's perhaps an area where counseling on your part, you know, the conversation might be helpful. Yes. And we we spend a lot of time trying to talk through sort of your kids are adults and they've set up their own homes, right? They did that pretty early on, so there may not be room. And we will do our best through some of the ways we have of liquidating and Mm -hmm. donating to find a recipient who's really going to enjoy. And value it. And, and value, value it. Mm, nice. yeah. yeah. So aren't the costs of services like yours prohibitively expensive? So, of course, that's relative for people. Right? Sure, what is right. prohibitive and what isn't. And as I said, we can start even with four hours. Sure. Um, but the system that we have, that Caring Transition has, is set up to do all those different services we were talking about earlier in order to help people hopefully offset the sorting moving costs by doing the home the liquidation of the items that are left behind. So we can go in and either do an on-site estate sale or we can do uh, an online version. We have our own website where we hmm. can do it that you way. You do a combination. I was just about to bring that up. Uh, one of my clients already had an estate sale and it was mayhem. I mean, it was total mayhem. Right. And, and she actually had a lot of stuff of value. Um, her husband was um, with a CIA. Ooh. And so he had artifacts and stuff like that. So it was like, the son who I was working with was like, hold on, mom, hold on, time out. There's some value in there. And, um, you know, hearing that part of it, right, we, we talk about the bucket, which is to, to your family or then to donation. But then the other part is estate sales and then beyond, because I do believe they did take some of that stuff and sold it online. You guys do yeah. that? We do. And we have our own proprietary site where we do most of our liquidations. There is the option to do something eBay or do something with some of the local websites that are now available. Mm -hmm. Um, But we find that we do really well with our site where we do everything all at once for a specific period of time. It all gets picked up over a couple of days and, and that's the end of that. And it's done. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So how are the fees calculated for the type of work that you do? Uh, So primarily, usually when you're talking about the liquidation side of it, businesses will charge a percentage. So it's a Percentage for of the of the total sale price mm-hmm. is the um, fee for the company holding the estate sale or the liquidation, uh, and then any of the other work is just a flat hourly rate. Um, and we, what I strongly encourage my clients to do, whether they're going to work with me or they're going to consider various different companies, get a bid up front and understand the terms of that bid and how well that company is going to stick to that bid, mm. uh, and good conversation all the way through about how that's panning out. Mm. Awesome. So what should people think about if they're considering hiring a company like yours? So I definitely think um, people need a lot of similarities, I think, to some of the things that Rob was talking about. But we have a lot of employees that are inside the house. So we are also looking at making sure employees that are working with 
uh, our clients, mine are all background checked. Hmm. Um, they're full-time employees with my company. <clears throat> you want to make sure that the company you're working with is licensed and bonded um, and making sure that um, I think up front you can get a really good feel, interview multiple people, um, talk with them about how they work and what they do, see who you're comfortable with. We spend, you know, at least about a week in our client's home with them hmm. while they're preparing to move. Um, helping them sort and organize and get packed. You want to make sure you really like the people that you're working with. It's always good. Mm, yeah. Yes, yeah. So um, any closing thoughts that you would like to share with our audience? I think one of the main things that I hear all the time, I meet people, I tell them what they do, and they say, I wish we'd known about you Yeah. over right. and over. Right. So when people are getting ready to move, my strong uh, request and, and um, advice to them is to think um, about all the different options, get out there and explore, and have as many people come in and just talk to you about what mm. they do. There should be no obligation, no hard sell, just a consultation where they can come in, see what you're up against, and talk to you about some of the solutions, and it's never too early to start doing that. Mm. So how can people learn more, and what are next steps for someone who's ready to create their plan? So I think um, early on, you can do a lot of research. You can uh, start talking and networking with various different people. If somebody were to call Rob, he's aware of, of what we do. We, all, these, all of our different senior-focused companies tend to talk with each other and know who we would recommend and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, I think the, the first thing for people to do is start thinking about the, the timeline, even if it's in terms of years. And start working back from that and, mm. and figure out where you want to start and what your goal posts are along the way and uh, and who can help you out all the ha way through. Have a plan and work the plan. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks. I learned a lot. How about you, Brian? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have two clients I'm thinking of right now yeah. <laughs> I think would really benefit from uh, meeting you. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I definitely know our listeners will value having this information available. All right. So you're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan at 1150 KKNW, brought to you by the Eastside Real Estate Team. After the break, we'll have some more Real Talk, and I will be dropping a final thought. We'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you or someone you know considering relocating and downsizing in the process? Is the prospect of sorting through a lifetime's worth of belongings just too overwhelming to contemplate? Michelle Green with Caring Transitions has helped families just like yours get through the process with as little stress as possible. Caring Transitions has been helping people downsize and relocate all over the country for almost 10 years. Call Michelle Green with Caring Transitions of Issaquah and Bellevue to start learning more about the help that's available to you for downsizing and relocating at 
505-0968. There's no cost or obligation to start getting more information on how to make your move easy on you. Just call them again at 425-505-0968. They look forward to speaking with you. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Brian and Dan with Eastside Real Estate Team, Keller Williams Bellevue. Dan, I think you've got some thoughts for us. You want to share? Yeah. Well, before that, do we have any listings launching this week? You know, I've got one that should go, so I'm not going to say a lot about it, but it's a gorgeous townhouse in Sammamish that uh, um, I'm hoping to hit the market this week. Towards the end of the week. So according yeah. to the MLS rules, we cannot can't. release details about a listing First prior of to- First yeah. MLS. Can't talk about- The MLS. It's <laughs> not the Fight Club. <laughs> no, but um, I, I do, I as well, next week's going to be a busy week. We wait until after uh, Memorial Day weekend. Everybody go out and have some fun. Come see Brian's listing, though. We'll, we'll push that out on our network. Yeah. Right away. Um, so uh, I have a final thought. Let's hear it. Do I, oh, oh, I'm do just I thinking it. Oh, no, I was, thinking no it. I'm just joking. Well, I was going to ask you, what are you doing for Memorial Day? What's uh, your weekend plan? Uh, Finish the kitchen? Yeah, well, the floor's done, so yeah. I get to go smell some uh, Swedish finish paint fumes. Nice. And uh, I don't really have a whole lot that I have to do on it. It's just kind of like, wait, the floors go, uh, the countertops go in uh, next week. Um, and then uh, and then the tile backsplash. So I think we'll be back in our home by the by the uh, first week of June, first second nice. week of June. So I'm excited for that. But along the lines of home, so you know, as a final thought, I thought I'd kind of just share with you a little bit more about my experience in the community that I that I've now raised my family in. Because as we talk about homes, we talk about uh, folks transitioning out of those neighborhoods. The story of me transitioning into the neighborhood was pretty sudden. Uh, my wife was visiting a friend of hers who had a baby shower in this neighborhood and came home and she said, hey, the house across the street from the Thompsons is for sale. I'm like, hey, cool. Well, I just built my new deck on my house, so I'm happy. Um, and then about three weeks later, we ended up uh, going over and looking at two homes in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And one was out of my price range. And the other one was like, oh, it's kind of cool. You know, meh, I, I could find myself living here. Now, it was before I was in real estate, so I didn't do research. I didn't um, identify school districts. I didn't find out what the commute time was. It was actually strictly an emotional decision that we made for this community. And it's the best decision that we made because we now live in Sammamish on the southwest corner of the plateau. So we have the least amount of issues with traffic for the most part. Uh, The road did close down for about a year. But anyways, so... um, Fast forward. Well, don't quite fast forward. We didn't buy the other house, but another family did. And we became fast friends with uh, three or four families on that block. We'd have block parties. We've had barbecues and all that good stuff. Um, And just this Saturday, um, my 17-year-old daughter went to prom, right? And you get to go, wow, she looks so fantastic and beautiful. And she ended up going to prom with the neighbors, the middle son of the neighbor that moved into the other house that was for sale. And it was absolutely (laughs) adorable. We had pictures of them waiting at the school bus for kindergarten and then uh, juxtaposed against them looking fantastic in their prom gear. Nice. So as you consider a home and you consider a community, uh, to me, that's when you talk about home is where the heart is. I mean, that feeling you get when you you have experienced that in the community, that's what living in a home is all about. Yep. Yeah, we're enjoying similar connections. And uh, it's it's when you put down roots and have the opportunity to do that, that it's really... uh, Yeah, and sometimes don't overthink it. All right. right. Well, that's it for our show. I think it was fantastic. I just, again, want to thank Rob and Michelle. The content was fantastic. We're going to make sure we get this out. 
get people to know about Michelle's services because, man, what a value that is. So thanks for listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I am Dan. I'm Brian. And we're out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.